Happiness is an inside job. At Happy Healthy You, Connie Bowman helps us find our way with inspiring conversations and healthy ideas for living a whole life in mind, body and spirit. Happy Healthy You. And now, here's Connie. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm your host, Connie Bowman, here live on video, sort of live, and also on audio on the podcast. So whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on your favorite podcast venue, welcome to the podcast. Happy Healthy You, if you don't already know, is a podcast about living a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. And We strive for that balance. Mostly I fail, (laughs) but I keep trying. Um, And it's all about just putting one foot in front of the other, striving for wellness in our body and uh, peace and um, mental stability in our mind. And, you know, that spirituality that is the undercurrent Um, of our life that brings us joy and meaning and all the things that make life worth living really so that's what we're all about it's a lot (laughs) and I'm glad you're here and today um, I have a really fun guest she's one of my friends but she's also a wellness expert and I'm excited to tap into her expertise to help us get through um the rest of this COVID-19 crisis that we're in, as well as um, many of the other challenges that are presenting themselves to us, causing stress, let's just face it, causing stress, yeah. And um, yeah, wear and tear on our systems, our nervous systems, our physical body, and our mental selves. (laughs) So uh, I'm excited to welcome our guest. But before I do, I just want to let you know that our sponsor, Blue Planet Eyewear, is still hanging in there with us. And um, they are just the most awesome people. They're out on the West Coast. God bless them. They're um, dealing with the wildfires out there. And we send our prayers out to them and to everyone who is just going through this this horrible time. But Blue Planet Eyewear is an eco-friendly company. They make readers and sunglasses, and they give back, which is the best thing. They give back um, all across the planet with um, providing eyewear for people who wouldn't otherwise be able to afford it. So every time you buy a pair of readers, which are awesome and cute, by the way, and they come in every magnification, or every time you buy a pair of sunglasses, just think about those um, students in a faraway country who might be reading for the first time because they can actually see the page. So um, they're good people, blueplaneteyewear.com. If you shop, use the code Connie20, and yeah, you'll get a nice little Happy Healthy You discount. So yay okay without further ado i'm going to bring in my guest my friend linda pankala she used to be a jockey which is really cool um and she has in her uh later years 
in our later years. We're all seeking that meaning. She's really giving back, and she is so educated in wellness and health, and she's gone through her own health challenges, which have really led her to want to share and what everything that she has learned. She is not only a massage therapist, she is an expert in um, essential oils and other uh, health-related um, holistic enterprises and she is most recently an author she's written lots of articles but she just published a book called the pa- called the pause to relax and it's for women geared toward women to help us um, deal with the stress inevitable stress that um, comes up in our lives so welcome my friend Linda thank you so much for coming back on the podcast to talk to us and share your wisdom so happy to have you Thank you so much, Connie. It's great to be back once again. It's always fun to be with you. We do have I'd love fun. To share the wisdom that I've learned over the years with all your listeners, and whether you and I are live on your porch or live in your kitchen or wherever, it's always fun. We always have a hoot and a holler, don't we? Yes, we do. Remember when uh, you gave me a massage on my front porch? <laughs> <laughs> That was the best. That's a video on the YouTube channel if you want to check it out. She actually taught us how to use essential oils in that video. So that was cool. Um, So I'm really excited about your book. And I I didn't realize until recently that we actually hadn't talked about it on the podcast. So I I want to talk about that. Can we start there? And just I know it just came out recently, like right before COVID, right? Right. November of 19. So it's a pre-COVID book. Yeah. Pre-COVID. So tell us about the inspiration for the pause. Sure, (laughs) sure. So in my journey as a massage therapist over 33 years, I have learned an awful lot, a lot of life lessons, medical lessons. And um, recently, uh, in the last 10 years, I had a medical moment called AFib, atrial fibrillation. We'll call it AFib for, for now. And what I learned during that time was that um, I had to make some shifts in my life. And when I ended up in the hospital and the doctor said the next morning, because I had to stay over, he said, when I asked him what happened and how how's my blood, all the blood work and all the tests they gave me. And he said, you know what, Linda, everything is normal, all is well and you're good to go. And I said, well, I need to know what happened, what went wrong, what can I do to make things right, right? I mean, I was, just wanted to know. He said, sometimes, Linda, we just don't know. Hmm. And so that was my, that is my cardiologist now. And I learned so much because the curious writer in me and researcher, I love to do research. I wanted to understand what happened uh, in my life or to me to cause my heart to go off and to beat very erratically. And so what I came to find out is that When I did research on heart disease and AFib in particular, I found that cardiovascular disease is the number one killer in women. And, you know, I don't know that I really knew that, but what the next fact is that I found was that us women have surpassed men in 1984 of dying of heart disease, Connie. And so when I read that, I thought, oh man, I wonder if women know this. And so, Um, I began to write my articles and educate myself, and I came up with a program, my Wise Heart Health for Life program, Wise Women for Heart Health, 
And then I created nine pillars of heart disease prevention for women. Then I began teaching that locally here in Maryland and um, with fellow friends, holistic educators. And when we asked women to raise their hand if they knew that heart disease was our number one killer, half the room didn't raise their hand, honey. And so I thought, wow, that's um, odd, but it didn't surprise me. And then I was getting these divine downloads that I really needed to do something more. We love our divine downloads, don't we? Those divine (laughs) downloads are are really, really intense sometimes. So Mm -hmm. I had to do more, and um, I thought that possibly I needed to write a book. And so encapsulate all that I have learned, and most of it was about stress, because in my years of touching people on my massage table with stress, I learned that stress is a huge component. But then with my research, I found that stress and inflammation is more important than even cholesterol and paying attention to what your stress levels are because that impacts your your stress, your mm-hmm. heart health. So in my book, The Pause to Relax Ladies for Robust Heart Health, I wanted to keep it as a simple, short guidebook for women, for mm-hmm. lifestyle choices, because it's all about lifestyle in the end. Mm-hmm and what your choices are, whether you exercise or you don't, and whether you drink enough water or you don't. And so all of those, and I melded my both careers, that of being a jockey with my massage career. And so, you know, cardiovascular disease is just not a sexy topic. Let's face it, who wants to talk about it? Not many people probably. So I had to make it kind of fun, take my racing career, my massage career, and kind of blend them together and bring up analogies and metaphors within my book. And so really help women understand, like the first chapter is called The Pace of the Race. Yeah. And I'm going to read that live soon, either on Facebook or on Zoom, so that women and men and children can start to listen and hear about how the pace of our lives has impacted us. And the next chapter is about, you know, the hard, hard truth, which is the you know, facts, the medical facts about mm-hmm. heart disease. Yeah. And then the Wonder Woman effect is the third chapter. So but good. We, I really bring in all the hats that women have to wear. And back then, in the last 10, 20 years, I go back all the way to where women came into the workforce. So I do a really cool historical, you know, encapsulation of women that were, raised children when you and I were born. Our moms were staying at home raising us, right? And then that's not much the case now. And how has that impacted our families, our hearts, mm-hmm. and our stress levels? Yeah. So I kind of went through, um, you know, history a little bit to where we are today. Yeah, I love, and I love how you wove your careers into, you just masterfully wove it in with your choice of words and your, it's just so interesting. So, um, but I think I think I want to go to the pause, and since we are in a big pause, I mean, this world went on pause back in March, um, and maybe for some of us, it was a positive thing. <laughs> it could be seen as a positive thing based on the research you've done and and uh, the information in in your book. I wonder if you can talk about more specifically the stress that we are experiencing now and how what you have learned through your journey since we are pausing um, what can we glean um, from your experience that can help us 
um, build some resilience so that we can get through this um, these next few months that who knows who knows hopefully they won't be as bad as they are predicted to be but you know in the case that COVID does get a little bit worse before it gets better how can we um, sustain our equilibrium and our balance as we move through this time yeah those are great questions I would like to say simply is that we have to pay attention and in my book that's the one thing that I I raise often in the book is to begin to pay attention to your stress um, I like to say your little stress memos that your body gives you mm-hmm. whether it's a headache insomnia or you know you're just snapping all the time you're never content you're never happy you're on edge or you want to scream at everyone these are all little signs that we have that we're not kind of content inside and well inside and so what i'd like to um offer is i came up with this during covid in the last few months it's a new kind of way to look at it raw radical antagonistic wellness i call it or radical antagonistic wellness. And as a massage therapist, if you take the bicep muscle, the antagonistic muscle to this is the tricep right here. So when I'm working on your bicep, I have to pay attention to the tricep, the opposite muscle. So the opposite muscle for the hamstring is the quad. So I want us to look at that from the standpoint of stress. So if you have anxiety, depression, and you know, just sadness and just fear, mm-hmm. you have to have an opposite modality to help with that. And so what I like to share is that you could have mindfulness, have meditation, you could go for a massage, you could have acupuncture, you could do yoga, you know, as someone who teaches yoga, mm-hmm. yoga is powerful. I love yin yoga. And what I wasn't doing back in the day is I wasn't doing some of these, Connie. And just mm-hmm. like you and I, that's what I love about you, you're very humble and honest. And I had to be honest with myself because I equally wasn't doing some of these things that I really suggest to people. And I forgot. Mm -hmm. And what I like to share is that when we're under a lot of stress and a lot of pressure, we all tend to, we go into survival mode, I think. Right. And so we do forget like, oh, that's right. I used to do yoga. I used to meditate. I used to walk. I used to exercise. I used to do all those things. And I have clients that along the way of the years, Oh, yeah, I just don't do that anymore, Linda. And I was like, well, why not consider doing that, especially since your stress is at an 8, 9, and 10, that you could just consider doing it again. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things of paying attention. Mm -hmm. The other thing is to choose something that resonates with you. So we're not asking you to go work out in a gym, but at least you could walk. I'm sure lots of people took up walking Mm -hmm. during that time when all we could do was walk outside our house, right? Lots of people walk by in my neighborhood. So walk and walk a little faster, walk with um, a little bit more vigor to get your heart rate up. Find something that brings you joy. In my book, I call it joy or size. So, you know, just bring something, you know, some joy. And also the other thing is when you do walk and you do an aerobic walk, it might have a little bit of running and walking. Sometimes it's important to do a soul walk. Oh, tell me about that. I mentioned that because I want a soul walk to just allow us to have gratitude yeah. along the journey of that walk. So in your neighborhood mm-hmm. park or wherever you walk is if you see a bird, a flower, a rose, you know, 
a, a beautiful tree that you love. Like I love magnolia trees and every magnolia tree I pass, I just want to go up and stand there and smell it and be underneath it at, or just go grab one of the magnolias because I love them. They're just beautiful. So really have moments of appreciation, of gratitude. I love to that. To where you're walking for your soul, but not so much for speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that, Linda. And But don't pick your neighbor's magnolias. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe I should go up and knock yeah. on their doors. I have a, a huge magnolia tree over there. They're so and pretty. And there's another smaller one over here. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to think about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all the stress that... Um, you know, you, you've done the research on, we know what it does to the body. I guess I, I assume that most people do, but maybe in your, in your travels, you've noticed that people, as you said, that uh, many women don't realize the, the damage it can do to our cardiovascular system and our nervous system. Right. Mm -hmm. The main feature of the stress is, um, the hormone cortisol. So it ends up to be a chemical process. Everything mm -hmm. in our body is chemical. Right. But it, in its beauty, the way God made us is that they all work together for the good. But it's when they're off kilter and things are imbalanced and homeostasis isn't even part of your life anymore, then what happens is that cortisol, that stress hormone, gets rampant in our bodies. And what happens is I, wanna, I want you to look at stress as and the sympathetic nervous system as the sympathetic nervous system is stress, and that's the accelerator if it were a car. Mm -hmm. So sympathetic nervous system, stress is the accelerator. What helps to pump those brakes is the parasympathetic nervous system. It's like the tricep is, and the bicep metaphor that you gave us earlier. It's the exactly. antagonist, exactly. right? Yeah. Exactly. So you have to have some engagement of the parasympathetic nervous system to quell that cortisol because that cortisol is doing damage. How does it do damage? Because it increases inflammation. And so Dr. Paul Roche from the American Institute of Stress says it's not cholesterol that's causing heart disease, it's stress and it's on his website. So I've known this for years, but I needed to put it all together and really understand it in my heart and mind that this chemical called cortisol is really, um, you know, the bad guy. And so what the good guy is, is oxytocin. And that's the happy hormone. And how do we get more of that? Well, we hug a child, we love more, we get massages, we do yoga, we do things that calm, quiet down, we do breathing exercises, my three, five, eight breathing. And all of that helps bring the parasympathetic nervous system back into play. Because what mm -hmm. happens is the vagus nerve, the largest nerve in our body, means wandering nerve. It begins down in the belly, and it comes all the way up into our brain. And the closest access that we can have to it is in the ear. And so there's this beautiful technique called vagus breathing. And what you do is I do it on my table with clients. They take a deep breath with their with my finger in their ear, but you could put your finger I'm in your ear. I'm going to try it. Tell you me, inhale. Everybody can okay. do this when you're watching. Inhale. And exhale with a ha. So inhale and the ha. Ah. Has to be really long. Do we inhale through our nose, Linda? Inhale through the nose and exhale. Exhale through the mouth. Ah, through the mouth. Okay. Just in case they're not watching. <laughs> so what that does 
is that helps relax and wake up and bring the vagus nerve into play in our body because it is the rest and repair part of our nervous system. That vagus nerve is so fascinating. If you guys don't know about the vagus nerve, read about it, Google it. It's so fascinating. the vagus nerve. It's my favorite (laughs) nerve in the body, right, honey? Yeah, I know. You can go on and on and on about it. So when we're doing that exercise, which is called, by the way, remind me what it's called. I just call it vagus nerve breathing, but it has a link in the book. So if your listeners... Buy the book and get it by an ebook. You could click on it and do okay. this and watch somebody do it. So how long do you recommend us to do that? Um, just a minute or two at okay. night to help you sleep and calm oh, down. Oh, good. Okay. And the, the other thing that the vagus nerve likes is when the vagus nerve comes all the way up back into the brain, it loves humming. So you know how Buddhist monks would um, Mantras. breathe and meditate? Mm-hmm. They go, oh. Oh. Um. Mm-hmm. And that mm, mm-hmm. or humming, mm-hmm. the vagus nerve loves that up here, and it and it actually feels really good to hum. So in my book, I mentioned so we all love to drive down the road and sing a song, but what I'm trying to do lately is hum the song, so that it's doing something positive for my positive my parasympathetic nervous system, not just singing it, but right. humming it. It's also a good uh, voice warm up. That's what singers do before they start singing. They hum. Um, Have you ever noticed babies, like they'll sit there maybe uh, sucking their thumb or holding their little blanket and they'll they'll just hum to themselves and rock and soothe themselves. I mean, babies are so smart. They know. Just observe the babies in your life. They they already know how to take care of themselves. It's so amazing. Sometimes clients on the table, they'll they'll have like a humming moment or just a, a sigh or a just mm-hmm. to release, mm-hmm. just just getting back into their body, finding that neutral zone that they haven't been part of for, what, five, six months. Mm-hmm. I just started back in August. And so, so many people have realized the value of massage by not having it for so mm-hmm. many months. Mm-hmm. And these are clients that have come for 20, 30 years. Yeah. So it's a lot for your nervous system to all of a sudden not have touch or hugs. Yeah. Maybe we could go into that. That's a natural segue. I mean, one of the one of my biggest fears for us as a culture, as a world, is our lack of um, community time, our lack of being able to um, be together with any meaningful. You know, people are trying. I, I know this past weekend, a couple of people in my circle had weddings, small weddings, just. Um, trying to keep things as normal as possible but really as we move toward the holidays and families are trying to navigate the holidays and stay COVID safe um, it's kind of you know a lot of us are grieving being without our family members and our close friends and being able to spend that quality time in proximity and not on the screen with one another do you have any suggestions for that? I think, I, I don't know if anybody has any good ideas, but. Yeah, um, what I did, I, I realized that in the, you know, probably about April or May, I realized I was grieving the loss mm-hmm. of my grandkids, mm-hmm. not hugging them, touching them, smelling them, feeling them. And also the loss of my clients, because I love my clients. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I would hug them before and after a massage. And, and, you know, these are people that have come to me for years. And so I was grieving that. And so what I did instead was I wrote letters and I sat down and I kind of had a little uh, diary, I guess, but I I wrote my feelings out to process them, 
because if you squash down all of these things, eventually they're going to come up. Think of emotions like a pimple or a volcano or something mm-hmm. coming up. So for us to address our feelings, our emotions, and also to neutralize it, just like that antagonistic wellness, you know, choose laughter. And that's on, and one of my um, nine pillars of heart disease prevention is be with your girlfriends, raise your oxytocin, and laugh you know we you and i laugh a lot and yeah. you know it's so important and it yeah. and it's really nourishing for us for our souls and our hearts our circulation to laugh and be silly and be funny but this whole thing has been so serious yeah you know and so the other part of that is as serious as it is we have to laugh more too not to downplay it but to just stay sane yeah. absolutely we have to stay sane yeah I do notice, I mean, even though it's on Zoom, my, some of my girlfriends and I have gotten together on a regular basis over the months. And um, I, know, I, I paid particular attention to how I felt before I, I got on Zoom and then how I felt afterwards. And I was markedly um, cheer, more cheerful at the end. So even though it is on Zoom, um, it does make a difference. It does make a difference. Absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then if you use essential oils, like I teach on on Zoom, I'm teaching tonight, Mm -hmm. and I'm teaching about essential oils. But if if people are smelling essential oils while you're seeing your friends, I mean, that's even better. Talk about that. That's, that's a great point. Talk about the value of that. Oh, absolutely. Because like, if you had an oil, say, so say, like something like this, peace and calming, Mm -hmm. you know, if you might have a friend that has you know, anxiety issues or something, and you could send her a little packet of a sample of peace and calming. Everybody could be smelling it. And what happens, it goes into the olfactory bulb. The closest connection to the brain is through your nose to the brain, the olfactory bulb. And that impacts your brain, which can Mm -hmm. impact your heart. And so that's powerful because you don't have to run anywhere or go and do anything. You don't have to eat anything or drink anything, but the sense of smell is the very first sense that ever is developed. It goes directly to the brain. So it's fast too. Yeah, absolutely to the brain. And a great, a resource for that is um, heart math has a great resource about the brain and the heart. And their research showed that the heart communicates to the brain more than the brain communicates to the heart. So I have a lot of beautiful resources about quick coherence breathing for um, all of us during this time, which means basically is quick coherence is like two steps, accessing your heart, put your hand on your heart and you breathe into your heart. And then you think of an appreciation or a compassion moment Mm -hmm. in your life. I like to think of my mom appreciating my mom sitting there outside of her assisted living in the sun. And she was happy as a clam, simple. And I appreciated just seeing her there. So you think about that for a minute and you breathe that into your heart. And then you just do that for a minute or two. And that resets the coherence in your heart, especially when you're really, really anxious about the kids sitting at the computer or having a meltdown or whatever. Right. And God bless those mothers and people and dads that are working mm-hmm. from home and overseeing kids on computers you know that's a lot yeah yeah i i thank you for bringing that up but before i say that let's encourage people to go to the heart math institute website just so you can look that up they have so many great resources and stats about the heart and and the real well so they say the um the research seems to uphold that the heart is a very powerful organ that can powerful 
powerful. Yeah. And it's heartmath.org. And yeah. keep them in your prayers because where their office is in Boulder Creek, yeah. California, there were the fires were all around and a lot of the employees had to move and live and oh. evacuate. So keep them in your prayers yeah. and send them love. Because Absolutely. They, you know, Absolutely. It's nice to see there. But let's um, talk about, since you mentioned homeschooling, and I know a lot of people are very, um, it's a lot. It's a lot to undertake. Parents who have to it's work and their home and their kids and the teachers, the whole thing is is a whole big change that I think eventually we will kind of get used to as, we, as happens with everything. But for now, um, what is that? antagonist for that what would be something we can do to sort of offset that and bring a little more balance as we're getting used to this new routine all right so i wrote down a few things for that because i knew you'd ask me that question oh you did of course you did i think i think (laughs) gratitude um would be good so Uh say at the end of the day maybe at dinner time or whatever just maybe thank your kids for you know embracing something new Mm-hmm. Whether or not they did well at it, it's not. We're not about perfection here, and I really want to mention that to parents too. Is that don't do things with perfection in mind. Do things with love in mind for your kids. So you can't wear the hat of teacher, of a person sitting at your computer doing what you're doing, being on your work uh, website and and you know connection there. You can't do everything a thousand percent well. So don't try to. Um, the other thing is to stay calm is really important and breathe and be there for your kids. This is all new for them too. So if you could, if we could all empathize more and try to understand what it is for them, no matter what their age is. And the other component is to go outside. Oh my gosh, we all need to go outside, get some fresh air, Connie, get out into nature, let nature nurture. I have that as one of my nine pillars. And, you know, walk in the grass or go outside, throw a ball, run around, get your energy out. Because these kids have been sitting in front of a computer looking at boxes on their screens, whether they're four, five, six, seven, or 18 or 17. I mean, it's a lot. And so they have a lot of energy. They need to get outside, smell the fresh air, and run and move. And I also suggest for to step away during their lunch break and do jumping jacks just to get oxygen into Mm -hmm. their brain and their heart and just to just to get oxygen moving and just or marching in place or just being silly and you know do you know a couple of curls on the floor or whatever you know just have fun during the breaks they have so that then when they do come back and sit in front of these boxes that they can have a good amount of focus once again the other thing i really want to talk about is in my field we have what's called tech neck syndrome and which is when people are at their computer they go forward or they slump like this and um, i'm always talking to my clients about posture and when i do have a client whose mid-back the erector muscles are like a cable or really tight i ask them how their posture is so that's an adult question because they're sitting at their computer some of my clients have you know worked sitting at their computers at 10 20 30 years but over time, slumping, you know, you're wearing your shoulders as earrings, I call it. Yeah. That's horrible. I'm sitting up straighter. Oh, I bet everybody listening to the podcast is sitting up straighter. I'm already sitting up straighter. Just oh, listen. absolutely. Yeah, so, it's true. I, I, I suggest that for parents who might not have ever paid attention to it and wonder why we should. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. You have to for your kids because their spines are so in the phase of developing. They're not adults, they're still developing. So we don't want them to have that slump, that slump, and we want the screen to be opposite their face 
and we don't want them to be looking down. I mean, I have grandkids that have their iPad thing and they're like this. And I always say, hey, why don't we raise it up on a pillow so it's a little higher? Now, if you don't lovingly do that to kids, they're not going to know because as a massage therapist, I see these things. Yeah. You know, as a yoga teacher, you see things that mm -hmm. other people wouldn't see because you're a yoga teacher, right? I know. Not so recently, really I don't because I don't see my students, unfortunately. Oh, that's a, true. a lot of times, that's yeah. True. I see them on yeah. the. So I see their here's initials. a good neck stretch mm -hmm. for kid for kids and adults. Okay. To look all the way to the left and hold it, and look all the way to the right and hold it, and then sit away from the desk a little bit. And put your left hand on your back. And I want you to take your right hand all the way over, sitting straight up like you have a ball in your hand. Coming over and you're going to stretch your Oh, I ears love this. Just a little bit. And just hold it. Yeah, now, a lot of people do one. this where they don't put their hand on their back. What this does is it gets the trapezius muscle mm -hmm. and the levator scapula. Have a nice gentle stretch. Like she so let's said. just do the opposite side. <laughs> so if you don't bring it up and around, yeah. like you're holding a ball, then it's not going to work as well. And then you just hold it and stretch. Doesn't that feel good? That feels so good. Yeah, it is really good. So if parents mm. can have a, a routine with kids to allow them to have a little stretch moment we're talking like one minute we're not talking mm -hmm. 10 minutes and you don't want to make them angry about it but you want them to be aware that all of this is going to eventually after six seven eight months of sitting in front of a computer i see what it does to adults so our precious little ones have to have an awareness so as adults we have to start instilling this in my grandkids and the parents and their kids mm -hmm. and just raise awareness it's always about raising awareness mm -hmm. and you think about the neck that gets so tight in so many of us it's the the connection between the heart and the head so we want to be able to think clearly we want to be able to be open-hearted and um yeah we want to keep that connection nice and supple right so we can keep that energy Absolutely. flowing flowing i'm all about the energy Absolutely. <laughs> Let's talk about spirituality and what has been helpful for you. I can share um, one thing that was helpful through COVID, and I think I'm going to do it again because <laughs> it was so powerful. Um, there's this ancient tradition um, in in the ancient Hebrew tradition um, of lamentation. There's a whole chapter in the Old Testament in the the Hebrew Bible about called lamentations, and so uh, my priest who's also just a dear friend uh, recommended that we write make a list of our lamentations all the things that we were so grieving um, from the smallest thing to you know global issues and it was really powerful just to write it down I typed it on my computer and um, we actually sent them in and they had a ceremony and burned them in a a communal oh. fire it was really powerful and um just the the physical act of putting taking them the lamentations that i had and putting them on paper was was very healing in um in a surprising way <laughs> so have you had anything that has been helpful for you spiritually during this time well i i began meditating in january every day mm -hmm. um, and i sensed that i needed to do that for my health 
And so I think that really helped me be present with God, quietly listening to him in the morning mm-hmm. and then just being still. So we're talking like 10, 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes it would go to 30. But I think I can, because I continued that through COVID, that really, really helped me being still and to listen to God and to just, you know, not necessarily pray to him, but to listen. Yeah. And within that listening came a lot of divine downloads. Mm-hmm. from for um for my book you know and my writings but the one um precious thing that came out of it for me was um i didn't read his book there's a book called the sabbath and it's mm. in jewish tradition and how they are so beautiful even though we're christian you know the, I, I love the jewish traditions i just love them that it's kind of where it came from honor, <laughs> right huh? that's where it came from <laughs> yeah 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 and so they really honor that the quiet time off. And so within his book, mm-hmm. he mentions um, about holy, the word holy. And what, the, what does the word holy mean in the Bible when God mentions it? He's talking about Sunday being the holy day. And what does holy mean? It's about having time. Time not to make something happen. Time not to stand in line. Time not to buy something. Time not to improve yourself. Time not to do all those things, but to have holiness with this time to to rest, to restore, to renew. And when I read this, I was like, you know, every Sunday I say, you know, I'm just really not going to do as much as I usually do on Sundays because you think, oh, it's another catch-up day. You're going to do eight million things. But if we really thought of Sunday or Saturday, if you're Jewish, obviously Saturday, but if you're, if you could just embrace uh, doing nothing on a day, it would be huge, or even maybe even a half a day. Or if you're that driven type A, maybe an hour, start with an hour mm-hmm. to do nothing and just be still and go for a walk and not accomplish anything or not look at your phone or not really make something happen. You know, Connie, you and I were entrepreneurs. And our, our whole life's mission is to educate and empower people, but also make things happen for other people. That's what we do, right? We try yeah. to help people. Yeah, yeah. And I th- also think that word holy evokes for me the word whole. You know, we are whole when we take the time to um, just be present to God, just be present to our souls. Absolutely. And I think that's one thing that we've lost, um, but that we can gain through all of this. Mm -hmm. And we have to look at the silver lining in all this Mm -hmm. is that even though we might not have wanted to be home and home with all those people called family, um, Mm -hmm. what's the silver lining is that you learned new ways to communicate, play games, go for walks as a family. You might have taught your kids how to cook or all kinds of things could have happened from it. So it's not all negative. We really have to look at the positive and continue looking at the positive as you go into next year, especially into the winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, Linda. Well, you are a breath of fresh air, <laughs> as always. <laughs> a breath of fresh lavender or whatever your essential oil du jour is. I want to encourage people to pick up your book and to learn more about you. And I know you've been asked to speak at the National Institutes of Health on some of these subjects. So, Well, not quite yet. Yeah. I was, I was uh, recommended, so mm-hmm. I haven't been invited quite yet. But hopefully I will. Oh, <laughs> it's know. bound to happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
for sure. Um, so where, give us all your information. I know the book is available on Amazon and all the regular sure. places, but go sure. ahead. It's, um, the easiest place is just to go to my name, Linda Pencala, P-E-N-K-A-L-A.com. And everything is there. I'm also on Instagram, The Pause, also on Facebook, The Pause to Relax. And on LinkedIn, I'm on my name, Linda Pencala. Awesome. So you can find me wherever. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to get back on your massage table. I'm not sure when that's going to be, but I know you're working now. So hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. And um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Stay well. Keep keep up the good work. Namaste. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Can I say one more thing? Sure. So here's my final quote that I always share whenever I speak. It's in the back of my book. So life is a race marked by a start and a finish. It's what we learn during the race and how we apply it that determines whether our participation has had any particular value. Then if we learn from each success and each failure and improve ourselves through this process, then at the end, we will have fulfilled our potential and performed well. And I saw that quote in a doctor's office in a red page, mm-hmm. <laughs> ripped it out, and I said, that I love this. And I knew I was going to use it someday, and it's in the back of my book here. Mm-hmm. I, it's this paragraph here, and it's by Antoine Porsche, who was an Austrian uh, car designer. And he wrote that quote. And oh, I the really Porsche. Want to honor yeah. him for that because it's a great quote. Yeah, it sure is. And, uh, you're not a fast car driver, but you're a fast horse driver, so it's appropriate. (laughs) All right, Linda, listen, you go out and have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Take care.